very welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our hosts at BetBright. Joining uh, myself, Dean Ryan, on the phone from the Kingdom of Kerry is Dermot Nolan. Hello, Dean. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I generally say I am, and I am. I'm okay. Um, Gavin Garrity's also here. Yep, good to be here. Um, looking forward to the preview of the weekend. Yeah, with some, well, it's an interesting mixed bag coming up actually with the all weather finals, which I can never get too excited about. And then we have a few magical days at Fairy House, so I can get rather excited about that. But um, the three lads that are here, including myself, responsible for probably the most profitable podcast we've done on the race hour. Um, it was some entry, lads. That was unbelievable, lads. He absolutely smashed it out of the park. Ultra Goldine, and um, finally a nap winner for yourself, Dean, as well. Opinions Oscar. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you didn't need to be a rocket scientist to, to work out that that is a, a superstar in the making, but, you know, some people are a bit slower to catch on than others. He was... I know, it was like the Fox Norton, um, who else is there, Sizing Cadelco. Uh, yeah. Gavin gave a lovely mention for one for Arthur for the Grand National. Yeah, um, that's some shout. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was endless winner, lads. Double yeah. W's. Double W's was a big shout going and the World's End as well, even though he didn't like the price. So uh, fair play to uh, everyone. Let's let's have a quick spin through, actually. It kicked off on the Thursday. Um, Flying Angel took the opening race. That's a race I would not have worked out with about four goes, having been all over top notch. Um, I'm not going to read too much into that manifesto form. Gavin, are you going to take that race well, forward? Well, he was very um, unlucky in the JLT in Cheltenham. He he got completely stopped in his run when a horse um, fell or uh, completely hampered him and you could just put a line through that and I don't think Top Notch ran to his very best form uh, but I think Flying Angel is a good winner in his own right and he's probably not that far off uh, Top Notch I think he could improve again next year OK so maybe you will take him forward Demo I like the uh, second in a Dean I thought uh, Cloudy Dream did everything wrong pulled and jumped and did everything wrong really and um, he looked like he was the winner coming to the last and just didn't quite see it out. But I think he'll improve for that trip last year. And I think Cloudy Dream is one to be quite excited about. But I think apart from York Hill in that division, Dean, it's kind of much of muchness around it all, really, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. A cloudy Dream just looks a bit of a soft type for me. So, like I said, I'm, it's not a race I'm going to take forward, but I might be wrong. Uh, let's talk about some of the other grade ones on that Thursday. Uh, Deffy Desoy just did enough against, I think, the one in second, Divin Bear in that juvenile grade one hurdle could be a, a smart one that was only I think it's second start uh, over this side of the water so the doom bar went to Deffy Desoy um, he's an impressive horse I can't wait for him to jump a fence and I assume that's what they're going to do straight away uh, Dean I wouldn't think it as much um, I wouldn't think as much about that form now I think Deffy Desoy left whatever he had left after it at Cheltenham and was just classy enough and good enough to win it on the day Div and Dare Bear could turn out to be something decent but I'd be quite surprised I think it's a, a nothing division really we just definitely decide is a, a very good horse Will you take um, those comments to heart Gav definitely yeah decide. I think um, Div and Bear will turn out to be the best uh, apart from Deffy de Sol. I yeah. think as you said there is I it was so. only his second run he, he ran he probably didn't get the best of uh Tra- um, trips around in the in the Fred Winter yeah but I think he was clearly the best horse in that race and he improved again and okay Deffy Desali he wasn't he wasn't ever going to be as impressive as he was in Cheltenham and he did just do enough 
and he's by far head and shoulders the best juvenile but I think definitely uh, Bear will be a, a close second to him um, it'd be clear of the rest of the field next year in that division uh, going forward as, as five year olds yeah, I think so. I'm going to take Divin Bear forward. I'm really looking forward to him. Uh, might see him again once this season. We might. I'm not sure. Um, Tifa 2 took the Betway Bowl. Great day for Lizzie Kelly. Uh, I thought she'd give it a good ride as well. Q Card ran its heart out again. They're not going to retire Q Card. Smart Place was back in third. Uh, Empire of Dirt, a disappointment, I guess, in that Betway Bowl. Although, if you were listening to the podcast, I was quite sweet on Tifa 2. Not mad, but I just thought the price was too big. And uh, that one's had a day in the sun. I thought it was a really good race, actually. A good race to watch. Yeah, it was a very good race, Dean. Um, I just, I just think the Gold Cup division this year it's it's very questionable. I, I think the form is kind of up and down. Great for Lizzie Kelly, great for the Williams Yards. Um, the horse couldn't have done enough. The two of them really set down and battled hard. I think Hugh Card another year in his back, and I think he's just he's waning a bit now. Um, I'd have retired him, but the Tizers know an awful lot more than me. There's still a bit of decent money to be made there with the likes of Bedford Chase, etc. Next season. Um, I just think the division is poor now, Dean, uh, this season. And I think I'd be looking to the likes of um, a might bite New York Hill next season to kind of bring it back a bit because uh, I just underwhelmed on the whole with the three mile plus division this season. Yeah, I think there'll be probably be a few in your camp as well. I think Tifa 2 is a horse for Aintree and Kempton, and that's where I'll be keeping an eye on Tifa 2 in those types of races. Um, Gav, what do you think of the race? Yeah, there's no doubt T for two has progressed. Um, he's ideally suited to them flat tracks, three mile trips. Um, he's not far off the, the the very best horses in that sphere, and around them tracks, as he proved there last week. Q Card is obviously not the horse he was. He's just shown signs of decline now. He still ran his his heart out, and it's surprising the way. Tizard's, the rest of Tizard's horses ran that he didn't actually win but it shows you um, what could have formed where like, the fact that they're not retiring them they obviously feel that they might pick up another uh, another grade one maybe at the start of next season this time next year it's hard to see them win another one um, so they might as Dermot said there they might be more um, place money up for grabs for him in a grade one at start of next season or, or he could even nick one Um it did look open to it did look a race where you were looking for a progressive type and um, T for T T for two he certainly looks that I think Empire Dirt now and you know you are entitled to all disagreement I think he's exposed now don't think he's good enough um, I think that Irish Gold Cup form can be chucked in the bin even though the winner of the Gold Cup was in the race I just think it was a, a false one run race for a test of this nature and I think Empire Dirt will continue to get found out at the top level feel free to uh, disagree though yeah I did I want to see him again even next season um, I think that the horse I think we might hear he was injured possibly because I think the horse was absolutely taken off his feet in a Ryanair behind on the soul and he in my mind he hadn't recovered in time by entry. Um it takes an awful lot of a, out of a horse to be running he was flat out for about the second or third fence I thought it was a crazy decision by Gigginstown to run him in that race um, because under so goes at such a frantic pace that the likes of a three miler like Empire Door was never going to be able to live with it um, it could simply be the case Dean as you said that he was completely found out but I wouldn't be dismissing him wholeheartedly just yet but again I wouldn't be rushing to back any horse from the division this season next year against uh, the likes of a Mike Bice or a York Hill Dean. Before we talk about Bouvardet, quick word on Empire Dirt, Gavin. 
Yeah, I, I think he's a very hard horse to keep right. To, if you listen to the Elliot team, they talk about that they swim him a lot to, to get him fit and they, they don't overwork him as he doesn't as he doesn't take too well to to a lot of work um on the gallops. So and his best performances on the track have come when he's uh, fresh. Um the Tritown he, he won when he was fresh when he was off a long break and in Cheltenham last year he was fresh as well. So that would be my reading into him. He he had a couple of tough races, which he probably showed the, the signs of. If he could, I think he's shy of top top class, and he he could. It's probably hard to place him now because he's he's hard to win off a handicap off his mark as well. Yeah, I would agree. He's with the wrong trainer if he's going to need to be fresh for big races because Gordon just bashes them out week after week. Uh, Bouvardier winning the Betway entry hurdle over this time two mile four probably his ideal trip he was impressive again he's class isn't he um, he's just he travels he jumps he's just he's the perfect hurdler kind of makes you wonder why they went over fences at all with him but um, he's absolutely class and next season uh, it's going to take a very good hurdler to beat him next season Dean over um, over that trip and over two miles again Completely agree. I think he's stand out in the division now with the big guns all facing retirement or, you know, at least redemption uh, efforts to come. Yeah, uh, I still don't think he's getting the credit he deserves for his uh, performances this yeah, year. Yeah, 100%. He, like, if you look in the anti-post betting for next year, there isn't much between him and Annie Power and Faheen. And for me, at their, at their best, which is questionable now, they would have had a job to beat him on this year's performances. He, he, if you look at the three standard performances in Cheltenham, there were him, Deffy DeSalle, and Mike Bite, and he was the only one that was as as impressive in entry last week. Um, he, he's improved. He's only had seven or eight starts over hurdles, and he he could actually be better again next year. Yeah, he could. I think. Yeah. I, I think he will be as well. I think he'll only be better because he's, it's it's like they get a chance to dominate a division. Then I think he has that chance. Um, let's talk about the. The Fox Hunters very quickly. Dinner was the winner. Ballon Slow was in second. Uh, big fella, thanks. Good to see a 15-year-old uh, run his heart out again. What a, a great horse for connections that one's been. And uh, Pasha de Polder in fourth. Uh, on the fringe again, disappointing. I thought I was going to land a big one with Darwin's Fox, but just ran out of puff in the end. Um, anyone you want to pick out from the Fox Hunters? Yeah, I just thought Ballon Slow ran an absolute screamer. Considering how wrong it went, he just didn't seem to take the entry in the beginning at all at all um, but then he just kept going and kept going he's a fantastic horse he really is um, and um, I think back it punches down possibly if he wasn't too sore from that um, he'd be he'd go very very close to him um, I just thought the ride from Derek O'Connor was the biggest thing to get a horse that wasn't enjoying himself that was dropping back through the field that at one point halfway through the race looked like God will have to pull him up here and Derek O'Connor to get him back in contention turning the bend and it was just that Dinor didn't stop but um, absolutely unbelievable and I saw there as well that the handicapper put a big fella uh, tanks up a few pounds as well which I thought was quite harsh for a 15 year old but um, but look we'll move on from that but no I thought Balanus Low was the best horse in the race and he'll be one very interesting now in that division going forward yeah, yeah definitely agree with you I guess Gavin rather than talk to you about that contest uh, you were very strong on double W's as was uh, Demo a little bit of a mini podcast charge took the following handicap on the race and he went off some price in the end 
Yeah, it was a lot of money for him overnight. He was backed into 11 to 2 in the morning and then he, he drifted. He was friendless in the market then on track. He drifted back out to 8 to 1 and he, he travelled like a dream. He jumped he jumped excellent the whole way around and he was really strong at the finish. And uh, I think he's definitely one to keep on side of next year. He, he will... He'll improve again. He didn't win by that far, so I'm not sure what the handicapper put him up now. But um, he can't have went too hard on him, and he's he's one to keep on side of next year on good ground. At uh, round two mile, he's a very good horse. Damn, I'm assuming you just concur with that. Oh god, hundred percent. I thought Brian Hughes as well gave an absolute peach, but uh, he's a very good horse. Uh, whatever went wrong at Cheltenham, I suppose. Gabby yeah, just didn't like the hill of challenge, did he? Yeah, he, like as I said last week, I had him backed for in Cheltenham. Yeah, and I did as well. Yeah, I I was counting my money two out. He was travelling all over them, and two out. He, he he then he ended up finishing ninth. He he just didn't. I don't think he just got up the hill, and maybe the flatter track helped too. Yeah, because I just thought at the end over the slightly shorter trip as well, he just seemed to grind them down. So whether just that trip kind of plays to his uh, his travelling hand a bit better. I'm just not sure, but look, he's a very good horse. He won it very well, and um, it was nice to get the week started like that too. Yeah, well done, boys. Good shout. And uh, I only had a saver on it because I fancied a different horse in the race, as I told you on the podcast. So thanks for putting me straight. Uh, let's move on to the Friday. Uh, rather be picked up the opening handicap. I had a nice to see Jerry McGrath get a winner uh, for Nicky Henderson. And uh, I thought that one really well. But then it was the start, really, of the, the Tizard Battalion. Uh, I might take them in pairs, actually. Ping Shu winning the top novices heard. I think that was pretty tricky to find, although Mount Muse... Um, Ran okay in second, but got absolutely smashed. And Fox Norton, way too good in the Melling chase. So pick them up. Um, Tizard had such a blank Cheltenham and then smashed. Maybe just stuck them out in the paddock and they got a bit of sun. Unbelievable, yeah. They all they all just seem to absolutely take off. Uh, Robbie Power as well, he must be absolutely pinching himself to go from, you know, no one or Cheltenham for, was it, 10 years or something? And there are, and then um, to turn up now and Angie and your, and your Cheltenham to be like this, he's... He's absolutely flying, and he's he's ballsy as well over a fence and over a hurdle. He just he really throws them into it. I heard Tizard singing his praises as well, saying the same thing that he just throws them over a fence, throws them over a hurdle. He he really lets them kind of find their own stride, and it it was no surprise that when the two of them were, were on great form, Tizard's horses and Robbie Power, you such a brilliant day like that. Pinkshu could not have found him if he gave me ten bullets at the race, um, but he did it very well very interesting next season and Fox Norton as well now Fox Norton could be a bit of a charge for that Ryanair next season Dean I thought he was very impressive yeah and I thought he was entitled to win as he did Fox Norton um, because he is that horse that kind of in a division that looked like it was going to be dominated by say Duvan so the two mile division that he was a natural step up and he looks very very classy he's obviously improved from the run behind Altior and then again from Cheltenham um, yeah, I think I think he's one. If they keep him sound, they did have a few niggles with him. I think he's one that is quite special in a division that might lack a few of those. Yeah, yeah, but as well as that, he could have that kind of sizing John Toucher class about him as well. That going up and trip mightn't be the worst thing for him in the world either. Yeah, yeah I, the, I think he's similar type. The the Tizard yeah. mentioned uh, King George after, and um, it, it was probably the most impressive performance of the week. He 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 left him for dead. Like he left sub lieutenant for dead after the last mm. and he, he's a solid yardstick he, like was, he's only been losing to Sizing John uh, like he beat him more impressively than, than Sizing John did earlier on in the year 
Um, I think Tiki, I think he has improved from them two runs behind Altier and again from Cheltenham, and and he's obviously um, he's obviously more at home at this type of trip. Yeah, that was the story of things to come as well when when Tizard's horses started firing. Uh, Mike Bite, of course, took the Marme novices chase and uh, a little bit more workman like this time. Yeah, it was more more workman like, but it was going to be very hard for him to produce after the performance he gave in Cheltenham. It was going to be very hard to produce uh, as a similar yeah. performance. Yeah. He was always not going to the edge. It was probably knocked off, and he was always not going to be. But his jumping has just improved uh, from no end. He's just he's an unbelievable jumper, and you just have to love the horse. He he's just endless amount of talent, and whatever he goes for next year, I'll be with him. Yeah, I will too. I think he's. I think his jumping has improved because he's been let go now in his races. Whereas before they were kind of minding him to see what he might be. We know what he is now, and now when he's let go, he just pinks. I think, I think he's very, very special. I put him up there in the top three or four in training at the moment. Damo, you you might not be impressed by the winning distance, but I think you're impressed by the horse. Oh, that of course. But even you know what really impressed me was the ride by uh, Davy Russell in second and Whisper. Um, he gave him every chance to run out between the last two. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, he, I did. I did. He, it was a stalker. He hid behind him and then moved himself into the left so that my bite had nothing to aim at. So that what he was hoping was clearly that my bite was going to run out again. And um, he gave him, I love the fact that he gave him every chance to run out as well. You know, he just kept himself into the left. And Davy Russell, he's such a far jockey. Um, of course, the winner was going to be far too good for him. But just that tactics and that kind of, you know, that winning mentality of giving my bite every single chance to run out. And my bite was just a bit more mature. And he's back to help my bite. It shows just how good he is that um, he's able to still win on tracks that might necessarily completely suit him. But he's uh, he's a brilliant racehorse, and um, I just thought that Davy Russell was definitely worth noting in that race. Yeah, good shout, good shout indeed. Um, we did myself and yourself fancy Moulin Vent for the for the Sefton, but of course with him not running, um, Gav, you're all over the world's end, and uh, I guess at three to one, you probably played. Yeah, I did at three to one. I thought um, a couple of days before it, he 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 was shot. I think he was five to two, eleven to four. Yeah. And um, before it, I was hoping he he would go bigger on the day, and I I couldn't resist at three to one. Like he was the eye catcher in Cheltenham when he was coming down in the Albert Bartlett. He he was travelling everywhere and just moving into contention when he came down, and he he certainly would have been the the he certainly would have finished the best out of out of the the English horses. Um, and I, I think he he travelled everywhere last week and even after making a bad mistake at the last he's he seen it out really well and I think if there was even another half a furlong furlong I still don't think he would have been passed I think he had he won snug enough yeah he did I was delighted for Tom George and Adrian Eskin a couple of reverses in recent weeks single farm payments one that I remember so him getting that job done there I thought it was a good performance demo yeah it was an absolutely brilliant performance and um I'd echo everything Gavin said. Really, really good ride as well from Adrian Heskin. And it was nice for Adrian Heskin and Tom George to finish the year with a big winner like that as well because they've been a real breakthrough again this season. You know, Tom George made a great decision bringing over Adrian Heskin and uh, the two of them have combined brilliantly. And the World's End looks like a very fun horse to go to, go to battle with next season. And I hopefully he'll be kept over that stairs trip for me and I think he'll be, uh, he'll be one to beat over that distance next season if Yanmar does indeed go over fences and we'll get to that <laughs> we will get to that <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers what won the Topham I can't remember um, so, we'll let you talk about this 
actually couldn't think of it there for a second, but uh, Dean has to be said the the biggest price tipped ever on the race hour podcast. It was some shout, and um, he did you proud, Dean. Yeah, do you know what? I got a little bit of luck as well. I think I got a very good ride, which obviously you need in a race like oh, that. Oh, Harry Cobden's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, and um, I was I was delighted to hear him actually afterwards say that he'd had a good look at the race and he kind of fancied himself because that's how you have to ride these outsiders. If you go in looking at the market, you'd never give him a chance. And he's the right kind of horse for the race, as he's now proved. And it was good to see him stay on and, and hold it together because I thought Darwin's Fox the day before I was just going to get a repeat of that. But I thought he gave it a great ride. And Catnap making a mistake when he did, I think it was, I don't know, three or four from home. Um, yeah. I think that did me a favour. But you need a favour when you punt at those prices. So we got a bit lucky there. And Ultra Gold... Um, Aberdeen at 66 to 1 in the morning it was it was some shout and again it pains me to praise you Dean but uh, well done buddy yeah yeah well we'll, we'll try and do it again I actually had a decent Saturday let's kick off with uh, probably my favourite horse in uh, in well one of my favourite horses in training Phineas Oscar did us all proud didn't he yeah that was a podcast charge, lads, wasn't it? We were all on him, yeah. We, I think we couldn't understand yeah. the price on the basis of having a... What did he have? A bit of pus in his foot or something? There was nothing... I woke up I woke up in the morning and I messaged you, Dean, and I was kind of saying that I was a bit scared of the prices, kind of, that, like, how could Finian's Oscar and Yanworth... How could Yanworth be 9-4? to four and How could the hell could Finian's Oscar be 10-3? to three? Um, I just thought it didn't make any sense at all because those two horses were clearly the best horses in those races. Um I thought Finian's Oscar was uh, just brilliant, Dean. I love the fact that he hit the flat spot when he did and he battled on to win it because we've seen him travel well this season. We've seen him do all that, but now we've also seen him really knuckle down when he had to um, in a classy race. And Yeah, Dean, he's going to be an absolute monster over fences and uh, I'm really looking forward to him next season now. Yeah, he reminds me of a horse that a lot of people didn't fancy last year and that was Altior in his novice hurdle campaign because... He just seems to be learning as he's going, still a baby. And when he just dominates a field, he looks flashy. And when he grinds, he can find. I, I think, he, I think he's very special, Gavin. Yeah, I totally agree. He, I agree with Dermot there. I was half afraid when I seen the prices. I thought I was missing something that there was something up, and it kind of put me off having as much as I wanted to have on him. Uh, I probably would have had more if he was maybe a half a pint shorter, because I would have said, "Yeah, I'm on the ball here." Um, he, he's fancied. He's a hundred percent right. Um, the fact that they didn't, um, plough him out of us in the market suggests that you know they didn't know whether. They had him maybe a hundred percent right either, but he still went and he, he hacked up. He, he the horse has everything. He he's some he's probably as exciting novice as there is going forward. He 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 travels. He has gears. He jumps. He he he's an engine. He stays. He battles. He's absolutely everything. He's he's super prospect. I would love to see him have another season over hurdles. That'd be my call. But I'm guessing they won't do that. No, I, I don't think so. I think they'll go straight chasing with him. He's he's such an exciting prospect. He is. He is. Um, let's talk about Yamworth because, um, I don't know, someone on this podcast kept saying he was a staying hurdler. Um, and I, I think he probably is. And now he's not. They're, they're saying already he's going to go for uh, fences next year, which I'm disappointed in because I really don't think he jumps very well. Um, he's a magnificent engine in a terrible division and that was enough to get him home I thought Super Sunday ran 
a massive race after Cheltenham and there was a little scare there Barry had to be pretty forceful with him didn't he Dermo? Yeah well he whipped him 10 times after the last hurdle and picked himself up a, a 4 day ban I think Barry I, he just might have forgot what horse he was on because he, he really went from how you can let Yanworth travel that long I think he must have surprised him Yanworth with the way he did travel he travelled beautifully throughout the race um, because then Yanworth as we all know doesn't pick up initially he just grinds it out um, so I'd say the other two had a little bit more of a turn of pace but then once Yammer gets himself in front he's a really lovable old horse Dean um, I think the ride was a funny one he ended up getting a four day ban from it but look he won he's more than good enough I was really impressed just by the fact that when you look at Empire Dirt in the Ryanair he was taken off his feet and for me he ran too badly to be true at Aintree the same Yanmer could have easily done the same the Yanmer was taken off his feet in that champion hurdle and to come back and do what he did over a trip he, we have to remember he's never ran over before uh, it was very impressive um, he's a very good horse and like yourself Dean um, at the start of the year I wasn't listening to you but then I watched the races back and I was completely convinced that he was a staying hurdler as well and I think next season I agree with you as well I think over fences He's never looked to me like a horse that wants a fence. He doesn't jump high enough. He doesn't, I, you know, he just, unless maybe it teaches him a small bit more respect or something. But I just think he's more clumsy than anything. And I'd be keeping him over three miles over hurdles for sure anyway. I'm going to back him for the stairs hurdle just out of pure, absolute, you know, kind of, I don't even know what the word is, stubbornness. They should have won it this year. Would he have won at Cheltenham, Gavin? I, I'm not sure he'd have won at Cheltenham. The way he ran in the champion hurdle, okay, he was taken off his feet, but I think there might have been more up that day than than um, just the trip. I think the way he ran, I'm not sure he'd have won any race in that day. That's not to say that. What about he, the way he ran at Aintree? Yeah, like this that, week would he the, have won? The, would he have won? Yeah, the yeah. If he put in that performance yeah. in Cheltenham, well then he he would have he would have won the the world hurdle I think yeah like you have to love him he just like, he, he can't jump a hurdle never mind the fence but his last two hurdles he pinged him when he really needed when he was under the cosh and when Barry went from he, he pinged him and he he's a habit of doing that earlier on in the year around Kempton in the Christmas hurdle and around Wincanton he hit every hurdle and the last two when he needed him he pinged him he, he finds and finds he's a very good horse in a, in a weak division but I, I'd be similar I can't see how he's going to make into a brilliant chaser No I, I think the bet is to back him for the stairs hurdle because I think he might have one or two chase runs and then back he comes because it's just going to make sense but you know he's a talented horse let's see how he jumps a fence but I think there's probably a bit of value in that if you're prepared to take a, uh, another one on the chin like me um, let's talk about the Maghole I thought it was a, a funny old Ray Charbel I don't know what happened to him he kind of almost started falling out the back of the TV at halfway now to his credit he didn't completely fall out the back of it but Sam Benedetto and um, Forrest Bean eventually fought it out and of course we have Politologue come down when the race is mercy fascinating race it was uh, Charvel clearly something wasn't right just by the, the just the way he drifted was yeah. absolutely crazy yeah. um, why he ran was kind of surprised me enough he had a bad old fall at Cheltenham and he was clearly feeling the effect of it uh, again I wouldn't be forgetting him going forward next year something like the uh, Schlor chase early on in the season if that happens to be a weak renewal he could be the type to pick that up um, but he's um, I just wouldn't forget him Politologue it was a very strange jump. He jumped the fence brilliantly, uh, landed and actually ran about three or four strides and then seemed to lock his legs together. Um, it was a, 
a very bad incident. He's fine, thank God. But um, just kind of very surprising that he do that with the race at his mercy, and then Sam Benedetto got back up again. I think it's a bad race, and uh, the two horses to take out of it were maybe the ones that one fell and one didn't perform is Charvel and Politologue. I wouldn't be interested in the other two going forward whatsoever. Do. Yeah, I would agree with you, Gavin. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I think they're they're by far the two best horses in the race. Uh, Charbel, everybody, everybody, and anybody knew seemed to know before the race. He he drifted like a barge, and Politilog was going to be impressive. Was going to be an impressive winner. Yeah, uh, jumped the last well and just kind of knuckled a couple of strides after it. And like Santa Benedetto, I think that's his. That's he's hit the ceiling of his ability now. Yeah, Paul Nichols left almost what sixty grand on the on the sidelines there with Politolo. Thank God he's okay. They they punted him like they thought he'd win as well. Um, we managed to find the handicap chase winner as well on the card with Size and Cadelco, and it was kind of written in the stars actually that once that one jumped out and got out in front, it was Robbie Power, the right colours and the right trainer. It was always going to clear away. But I tell you what, he looks like a real national type. He really does next season. I thought he was brilliant. Um, I really did. He was outstanding, Dean. And another great show by yourself. Um, it was Joe Tizard was uh, napping him in the Betfair preview night scene, wasn't he, going into Cheltenham? Yeah, he said it was the best handicapped horse they had. And sometimes you can easily forget that when they run so poorly. He just never really got um, into the race at Cheltenham. So he was still as well handicapped. If not, I don't know if he was dropped from Cheltenham. I'm not even sure. I just knew that he had to be on a decent mark. And... In those kind of races, it's all about price and do I have a chance, and that's that's what I took really. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And he he was brilliant. I thought the one I put up Dean just to mention him for a second, uh, value at risk. Um, his win cut out on him, but I thought up to that point it was the best he jumped in a big field handicap like that. And um, if all that sorted by next season, I really do think value at risk will be one to follow. I don't think he's soft or anything else. He just pulled up with a problem. You can see the mile away, but up to that, he was travelling up right behind. Sizing Adelco and it the looked like only it was going to be it was going to be between the two of them definitely and then he just stopped dead um, he's absolutely fine thank God I was talking to Mark Hoglin and his wind just cut out in him but uh, he is definitely one for next season Dean I know he's been a long long term project of mine and Mark has had the patience of um, of Jude there with us but of Joe I'm sorry and, uh, but I think he's um, next season going into the likes but Paddy Power Chase, he's well handicapped, Dean. He's a very classy, and if you can just get that uh, that problem sorted, he will definitely be, be one to take going forward as well. Dude. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to see him get that one right. I think he's. He, I think he's got a lot of ability. And um, what did you make of the race, Kevin? Yeah, I'd agree with uh, value at risk. He 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 used to have issues with his jumping, but I thought he jumped really well, and he he's definitely on a, on a good on a good mark. And will be winning a big pot. Uh, maybe, maybe they are going to do a, a breeding up on him uh, sooner rather than later. But I, I thought he'd be interesting if he might be one for Punchstown, maybe for one the handicap chases. But maybe, maybe that's not on the agenda. I'm not no, sure. maybe not. If if we don't see him again this season, put him in the notebook though for when you do see him next year. I think I think he'd be tough to beat in something like a fixed brush or a Paddy Power if they get him right. I'd love to see him do something like that. Uh, let's talk about the big one, uh, Gavin. I'm going to start with you because you found the winner, and I thought it was. Um, it was a great ride when maybe a few jockeys kind of got very excited on quick ground going very fast in the Grand National that's easy to do but one for Arthur and a winner for Scotland Lucinda Russell and Derek Fox 
Yeah. Um, like Pleasant Company was my main selection in the race, but uh, I was very keen on one for Arthur. But what made him not my main selection in the race was the ground kept drying and drying. And That's what put me off. Yeah, yeah. I heard connections. He, it was even putting connections off saying we're worried he'd get, he'd get too far behind. But but that m- might have been even a help the way the race panned out because you, you had a lot of pace on up front and they, they took each other on early and even the likes of Black Line committed for home very early and it, it set the race up for it fin- the finishers coming from behind which which he gave it an unbelievable ride if, if there had been Ruby or uh, any of the top jockeys they'd be raving about it um, would, yeah. his his patience uh, he only just back from an injury um, you know it was a brave call to sit out the back and see them going at such a pace and to sit and wait and uh you know, he couldn't have been a more impressive winner. He looked like he was only dropped into the race two out, and it was all over because he only gets going at that stage. Yeah, impressive, wasn't it, Demo? Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. Even just the fact that he landed up the arse of Black Line at the second as well. Any sort of a tired horse, Dean, and that would have stopped him dead. Um, he's only got up seven pounds for it as well, lad, which is very interesting. Jeez, I'd, run him, I'd run him over the hurdles for the rest of his time until he comes back. <laughs> Hundred yeah. percent, because he won that with seven pounds to spare. In my opinion, that yeah, without a doubt, yeah, for sure. That's interesting. I mean, if they just mind him now, come back as a nine-year-old, he's going to be tough. He will be tough to beat in that, no matter how how many classy types want to take because, him on. He's because paid he, for it. he's ideally suited to the race, and yeah. now it now it is. It's such a stamina test. Like like how many you could count on on one hand how many horses in the race actually stay nowadays. You know, yeah. Um, the way, yeah. the, the way the races ran like it used to be you hacked around but like they're going flat out now from the start and it's a really real you have to really stay the trip and he, he stays forever and I give a big shout out I to I find um, the race kind of disappointing in that point of view lads I really noticed it this year it was over very quickly um, I just kind of it's a big long normal race now is all it is and um, kind of I know the health and safety has to be brought in but the purest in me is just a small bit disappointed with it at times um, I just kind of thought this year was it was very it was a brilliant race don't get me wrong but is it just me that kind of feels like it's lost the feel of a Grand National kind of no it has it has it's changed a lot um, you only have to watch back some of the videos from even 10 years ago to see how much what Gavin was saying about hacking around and and really only became a race after a circuit if you were still there now it's just go and I think you know there's there's part of it that makes that quite exciting but it is it's, a much, it's just a different test and I think you have to look at the race differently now big shout out to um, to Chris Reed and Gasline Boy he told us that that one would run well in a national at a ridiculous price and he did just that finishing in fifth place um, hey, he's the one he was on it too yeah any you want to pick out from the field? I thought Pleasant Company and that kind of you know that error at Valentine's but paid to that one's chance did it cost at the race though I'd, I'd probably, probably say a no. bit of both I don't think he stayed either then yeah it's hard to tell exactly because it was really smacked out of him well, like, it was a bad bad mistake Alan wasn't it? it it was an unbelievable sit from Ruby yeah uh, when you look oh. back at the replays yeah uh, unbelievable um, it was a like it, it certainly knocked stuff out of him he, he actually he had a little bit left because he, he was still travelling away after it now it would have I think he, he might have been placed but uh, he wouldn't have beat the winner yeah 
Yeah, I think so. Um, we're already then given that little podcast charge for next year's Grand National. That's one for Arthur. So that's after timing and future timing in one go. Um, so that pretty much is the wrap of Aintree, unless anyone wants to pick out a horse that I didn't talk about. Uh, no, no. I think we've fairly covered it all fairly nicely. Okay. Very good. Well, let's take a little break then and we'll come back and have a look at the, the mixed bag. That is the weekend. Bit of all weather action. And of course, uh, the well fun and festivities of the Irish Grand National Weekend Easter at Fairy House. You're listening to the Race Hour, of course, brought to you with our hosts at BetBright. Isn't it time you got your hands on the award-winning Genius app by BetBright? It's not like any other sports app you've ever experienced. Unlike your mates, Genius actually does know it all. Runners, riders, results and form with key trends all at your fingertips. Genius puts the power in your hands to make informed choices and it's ready to go. Get stuck in with a real genius from BetBright. Genius by BetBright, bringing power to your fingertips. Download the app through the App Store and Google Play now. Welcome back to the Race Hour Podcast, brought to you with our friends at BetBright. Uh, Demon Nolan is on the phone and Gavin Geraghty is with me, Dean Ryan, in the studio. We're going to have a quick look um, at something that I'm not too sure is close to our hearts, and that's the Good Friday All-Weather Championships. It almost sounds weird to say it. Um, uh, what I'm going to do is save everyone the pain of us all giving out about how we're not mad keen on this and uh, ask if anyone has anything they want to share in terms of betting opportunities over the all weather some people are addicted to this stuff so I don't want to you know tell them I'm not keen yeah no absolutely I've, I, it's not that uh, I haven't gone to the effort to look up tips it's that I won't insult our listeners Dean and let, let them have to listen to me give out an all weather tip I've no interest in it and uh, I will let them um, use their own brilliant initiative well send them in please to uh, race hour because that will that will help us get through Friday um, I like move yeah, free ha I do like move free ha um, in the Fillion mares I've always been a big fan of the horse William Haggis's um, five year old now it's got the pieces on first time I think it's plenty of ability in there look it's not rocket science six to four favourite for the race Gavin I know you want to take me on so please do <laughs> this is actually the only race I've looked at in any Amazing. any depth and <laughs> I, I it just the only reason I looked at any depth was it stood out as Shadihan at two to one I thought there should have been closer in the betting if not as Shadihan maybe favourite I think she's ideally suited to the to home straight in Linkfield she's an unbelievable torn of foot and Mufri Han uh, might just set the race up for her and she'd come and pick her up later on that was my thinking behind it uh, she'd be the only bet on the card for me you saying that makes me probably not want to back Mufriha because I'm not sure my all weather knowledge stacks up anywhere um, there are a couple of my other old favourites so I'll only Ooh. mention one of them actually that's Susie's Connoisseur if it goes in the first race on the card for um, Stuart Williams and Aaron Jones who's on that in the Apprentice Handicap I'd be hopefully getting an okay price on that. And as it is on, I'll probably have a little go. But uh, anything else from the All-Weather Championships then before we do move on to uh, a bit of uh, Saturday, Sunday and Monday? No. No, not for me. Wow, we are some All-Weather judges. Okay, this is not the place uh, for that stuff. Uh, there's some okay racing on Saturday. Of course, I'm really looking forward to the stuff getting off and running at Fairy House. But did anyone pick anything out across the Saturday? I think the action... On the box will come from Musselburgh and Haydock. Again, no. 
Um, no, I've been looking at uh, just Fairy House cards for the weekend. I haven't even looked. Yeah, at I love the Fairy House cards there. Let's go straight there because I think we can. Uh, we're kind of all just going to eat chocolate eggs, aren't we, for two days until this gets going? Um, straight into into Fairy House then on the Sunday. And uh, apart from some absolutely amazingly difficult puzzles, which are going to be set in handicaps and things there, so maybe one or two can be found out. We are going to get some superstars on show. Uh, the first one that comes up is that Grade One uh, Mayor's Novice Hurdle, and I'm guessing Let's Dance goes here. If it goes here, looking forward to it. Let's go and go. She wins. If she doesn't go, then Barra becomes a very interesting one. Uh, the, the Barra is a very good horse as well. But if Let's Dance runs, Dean, she was brilliant at Cheltenham. She was so good. Um, she could have ran in any other race, really. And I think she'll um, she'll be the one to beat for absolute surety. Gavin? Yeah, she's, she's by far the best mayor in that division. The, and the, she seems to improve for the step up and trip so the two and a half mile to her even better and uh, as long as she's okay she probably will run with Willie trying to pick up everything he can for the trainer's title one that uh, you might be worth in betting without as she'll probably be shorter short price is um, Fergal O'Brien's Colin's sister yeah I'm delighted that's coming actually yeah, and this uh, this he has targeted this race from a long way out from her from her last run. She needs good ground, which she's likely to get, and she has been. I think she's been head and shoulders above anything in England in that division, and she she could run. I think she could be second. Yeah, and he's been a revelation this season, lads. Uh, for Glabrine, it's been a real breakthrough season for them. Um, they've had a brilliant year. They're very social on Twitter, and it's great to see it as well. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. I thought there was a couple of nice um, animals in that novice handicap chase, and I don't know if you boys have looked at it. Derma, I know you might want to know that three stars, of course, is in there for Henry de Brom. Yeah. It'd be interesting if that runs. And the other one I thought was, was mighty interesting if it runs is Tony Martin's The Plan Man. But um, I don't know who wants to go first. Derma, you fire if you've got something. Yeah, I do. I have uh, three stars in that team. I was very disappointed to see him running in the article. He didn't have an unduly hard race. He was pulled up for the second. It went wrong. It just. He's not of that ilk, uh, you know, he's not of that class. He's a very, very good horse, but, you know, the likes of Alcee or Cloudy Dream and that, they're, they're just simply better horses than he is. But um, he'll, he'll turn up here, Dean. He's well enough in if he runs. And uh, despite the fact that generally horses that run at Cheltenham, uh, apart from the superstars, obviously, it can be um, hard to back them at Ferry House because there's not that much time between the two meetings. But again, the way some of them ran at Aintree, you'd be okay. And they've had a, a week or two a week more as well but um, I think three stars and that is shaping up to be a proper bet Dean it's not a very very strong race it's a nice race but the likes of Ball Dark etc three stars is more than up to their class yeah Ball Dark if it goes going to have to give everything a mountain of weight yep uh, I think actually Henry holds the key to this race because I'd also be with uh, three stars I think he's uh, good ground is the key to him He he's very uh, well handicapped on good ground and his other horse that he has entered in the race Kalini Court he was an eye catcher in that double W's race in Cheltenham when he led until I think it was this uh, toward, oh, yeah. toward last was it when he came down and he, he certainly wasn't beaten so he, I think he's on a, a workable mark as well so it'd be interesting to see which one he runs and I'd be wish whatever one he runs in it okay I'm going to throw the plan man in I just think he's been uh, he's been supremely well uh, organised for a nice handicap mark and he's got one Tony, <laughs> Ma- Tony Martin well yeah he's finished three, second on three of his chase starts I think, I think 
probably a bit better than that and you're going to need to and, be to win this race and so. the fact that Tony Martin uh, he obviously likes the horse when, when he got a syndicate to, to, to bottom off yeah, yeah. No, no, all, all big pluses for me yeah definitely all big pluses for me keeping on the plan man but Henry got a big chance in that the Ryanair Gold Cup is on the card as well that day of course and uh, York Hill York Hill York Hill yep yep uh, one thing if he's got to buy lower lads it will be on that day uh, it's going right handed um, this close after Sheldon he nearly boiled over at Aintree last year and he did a punch us down we will properly see now if this horse is maturing enough to be a Gold Cup contender um, he still has this goal to beat and he still has a few decent horses in it he's head and shoulders better than them but if there is a propensity for him to boil over Dean it's definitely going right handed around Ferry House isn't it yeah it is um, uh, Gavin are you going to before I you know, unleash the one that could topple York Hill yeah I, like you certainly wouldn't be you certainly wouldn't be backing him at, at prohibitive odds he's going to be I think he won't to or something like that you know he's by far uh, the best horse in the race but as for the reasons we said already going right handed he could boil over now I think he is maturing and like he jumped straight as a die in, in, in Cheltenham and uh, hopefully he is maturing into the horse that he, he, he can be next season Um like if if he did boil over, if he'd, something did go wrong, I think uh, like how impressive was Road to Respect in Cheltenham. Yeah, I think if he took his chance, I think he could uh, he could be picking up the second place prize. There'll be a Gingerstown horse in second, I'm guessing. But it, I'm hoping because I'm going to try and, and have a a little pop at it. And it's Balco de Flos. I thought he was running an absolute monster at Cheltenham before he come down. He come down early enough, but I thought. He, um, he just looked like grown up a little bit so I'm looking forward to him let's talk about uh, Monday and um, well of course it is the Irish Grand National there uh, does anyone want to pick something else out off the card it's a decent card yeah I'm very happy in the second race to um, tip up ex-Patriot who ran an absolute blinder considering what that horse actually did oh yeah, um, yeah. Ran, ran loose did everything wrong and still managed to finish fourth if that hasn't taken an awful lot out of him, Elmarie Holden is having a really brilliant season. The car has won the last day for them at Limerick as well. Um, they've had a really brilliant season him, uh, herself and Rachel Blackmore, of course, as their jockey. Um, I thought it was a real eye-catcher at Cheltenham. And if that horse is over and does turn up here, you'd have to think she's more than fit enough and that, that horse will take the world of beating here, Dean. Okay, interesting shout. Anything you want to pick out from that car cam before we talk about the Irish National? Uh, I like expatriate as well. I think uh, he he got he got loose before the race in Cheltenham as well. And to, considering the race he ran, it was an unbelievable performance. To finish fourth, and um, one in horse. I don't know whether he's going to run or not because Willie has half the field enter open eagle. I thought like, he missed all of the season with presumably an injury. Yeah. He came back there last month and like he drifted. Like I, I think he he was priced up at seven to two in the morning. He drifted out seven or eight to one and he absolutely hacked up. So. So what I'd read into that is that he wasn't maybe a hundred percent fish, that he was gonna come on a ton from from the run and he's very interested in whether he runs here or maybe in Punchstown. Yeah, he's in that grade too, isn't he? The Keelings Irish Strawberry yeah. Hurdle, which actually is a, a really nice race. As well as that gentleman as well, we cannot forget Super Sunday paid a massive uh, prey uh, Gave a massive thumbs up to the farm behind a certain place who runs in yeah. the strawberry herd or the same race. Strawberry same hurdle. race, yeah. And it, and he will um, he'll take the absolute world of beating in that. I, I think he's going to be a brilliant chaser next season. And those JLT and RSA divisions are looking very very strong. 
And as well as that, Tin Soldier got no run at all in the Coral Cup. And if he was to turn up to that um, handicap hurdle between those two races, I think he'd take the world of beating there as well. Okay. Let's move on to the big one. It is the big race of the weekend, whether you're, uh, well, really whatever your preference is. We all like to find a national winner. Now, it's the Boyle Sports Irish Grand National, of course. Top of the market, Jessica Harrington, Robbie Power and R. Duke. And I've spent a few days now going through this, trying to find one to take R. Duke on with. The only thing that I think will take R. Duke on is his own jumping. I completely agree with you, Dean. Um, I think the only thing that actually does beat this horse, as you've said, is his own jumping. Um, I think he's high enough in the weights, and I've got. I went into it just as you said with the angle of I have to try and find a horse to beat this horse, and I can't find one. The only one I've landed down on as an each way poke is another hero who runs off the same mark as when he was fancied last year. Um, he's kind of kept his form going. He was poor in the Kim Weir, but he'll, um, he just never got got into it that day, and he'll be better at Fairy House if he jumps around. But our Duke team, he just takes every inch of the beating, especially for Jess Carrington, who uh, she can't seem to train a loser at the moment. In. Yeah, she's in red-hot form. Robbie will be riding it like all the aeroplanes he's been riding over the last couple of weeks as well. Gavin, a bit of inspiration, please. Yeah, I, I'd be taking him on. He's plenty short enough for me. He, he, I, I agree he is the standout horse on his graded form, but like, he jumped poor enough in, in small field graded races. like So in a big 30 runner field, they're definitely going to be putting his jumper under under pressure and how many how many mistakes he'll get away with I'm not so sure plus he's 157 which is it's high enough Mark like if he was to win this you're talking he'd be probably a mid 160s horse like that's gold cup class like and maybe maybe he will be a gold cup horse but he still has to prove and improve to become a gold cup horse so for, for them reasons alone I'd be taking him on at 6-1 to one. Um, what do you take him on with? what do you take him on with is the problem uh, the one I like, whether he, I'm hoping he will get into the race, is the crafty butcher. He, he needs, he needs. He's 45 in the list, so he needs by that reckoning, he needs 15 to come out. I was counting up through the, the race how many I thought were doubtful runners, and he, he's borderline whether he'll get into the race or not. I, in my opinion, he might be miles off it, but I think he has a squeak getting in, and he's kept he hasn't ran since the Paddy Power at Christmas which he finished hoarding and that race couldn't have worked out any better yeah he he's the one to, that I'd be with I'd also give a shout to Willie's other horse which is surprising because he's never won the race um, Haymount I think he's well handicapped on good ground he finished hoarding the, in the four miler and I think we haven't seen the best of him yet either yeah uh, I'm kind of uh, I give a nod to both of those um, in terms of Haymount and Dermo's mention another hero I've been through it so many times and I couldn't find one to get too confident about apart from the favourite I think he will turn out to be a horse that ends up in races like the Gold Cup I'm not saying he's ever going to be a horse that can win a Gold Cup but he's certainly going to be in that division and that's our Duke and yeah. if he jumps better I think he wins it's just one of those races I, I genuinely think it's the worst Irish national I've seen and that's probably because of the uh, period of time between uh, Aintree and, and Cheltenham and this so Fletcher's Flyer maybe we need to give a mention to Harry Fry if it if it pitches up yeah we've tipped that before for some reason I'm not seeing them for this sort of a test at all 
Um, but if he does stay and if he does jump in, he'll have every single chance. But for some reason, I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, I'm very lukewarm towards him this year. Dude. Yeah, I am as well, and I don't understand why. So maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll change my mind in terms of that one. He's certainly one with all the uh, the staying ability to win a race like that, and he's the right age. And he's on the. I'm talking myself into it. I might just stop it. Um, Alpha Desobo. I have to say his name whenever I see him on a race card. So Alpha Desobo is uh, on the lineup, but I'm assuming Mouse um, won't let him. Go to the. Uh, he'll have to produce. Uh, he'll have to produce uh, a religious type, um, you know, Lazarus type movement there to get that horse back again. Um, I love the horse, but I'd be very, I'd be struggling to back him in a three runner race at the moment, even let alone uh, an Irish Grand National. Well, I'm famous for kind of grandiose statements that don't really come off. But if he hadn't have gone to Cheltenham, I'd be saying he'd win that. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. But it's uh, his point is now we'll never know. Lads, let's wrap up because um, I, I want to actually just have your one horse for the national, and uh, I'll go with our Duke. Another hero. And the Crafty Butcher. If the Crafty Butcher doesn't get in, Gav. If the Crafty Butcher doesn't get in, Haymount. Haymount, yeah, I think Haymount has a squeak. Um, well, it's, it's a weekend of uh, differences, bit of all weather, bit of jumping on Saturday. And then, and then Fairy House kicks into gear. We're going to leave it there. You've been listening to the Race Hour podcast brought to you by the host at BetBright. Thanks very much, Gavin. Thank you. Thank you very much, Stella. Thanks very much. And if Sutton Place, lads, is any sort of a backable price, just go for it. Absolutely go for it. Your nap of the uh, the whole few days, is it? Absolute nap, yep. Yeah. Okay, good man. Good luck.